Genre. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we cover the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. And joining us this week, Travis Bowe from Real Comic Heroes. Hey, Travis. Hey, how's it going? It's going great, man. How are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. All right. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast, Real Comic Heroes? Okay. Yeah, like you said, I'm from the Real Comic Heroes podcast along with my co-host, Patrick. We review movies. Uh, we started with a big list of comic book movies and started with uh, Superman and the Mole Men from 1951, and we're we're working chronologically towards the present. And as of this recording, we're in the mid 80s. We just did uh, Conan the Destroyer and the Terminator, uh, both from 1984. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can find us just about everywhere by searching uh, Real Comic Heroes. And we're at Real Comic Heroes on Twitter. And that's real with two E's. There you go. All right. Amateurs. Well, thanks for uh, taking your time out to join us this week. Absolutely. Today we're knocking out Minute 41 with starts with Rocky walking out of the gate. And it closes with Rocky asking the ice rink attendant for a favor. Yeah, so, uh, so they're leaving Adrian's house. Rocky walks out of the gate, walks off screen. Camera holds on Adrian as she walks out and stops. As she looks at Rocky, then back at the house, then back at Rocky before she starts after him. So it's like a, uh, like she she hesitates, like her it's this is her last chance to bail out on this whole thing. Wait, um, did you notice before that Rocky does it again where he he motions for her to go like he's going to be a gentleman and he, then he waits and then he just goes. <laughs> yeah, cuts her I off. noticed that. This is the second time he's done this in the yeah. in the last thirty seconds. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Travis. Sorry. Um, I, no, that's okay. I uh, wrote down kind of the same thing that she has that moment of hesitation um, right there at the start, and uh, she kind of looks, like you said, looks at Rocky and then to the house. And then, um, as a person who has some experience with social anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, I know that feeling of being uncomfortable in new social situations. So I imagine she just wants to go back inside, hide in her room all night, you know. Um, right. I just I, I feel terrible for her on this date. Oh my god! <laughs> At least you know from for what's happened uh, before now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. L- leading up to it's not the the way to kick off any date with you know yeah. your drunk brother yelling at you. Uh, I hate Polly for for what he does. Yeah, he it's there's definitely some kind of emotional abuse going on there. Yeah. Um, what about a a little a little um. A different uh, view of this situation. Just uh, I'm not saying I believe it. It's a little different take on it. Let's hear it. I, I almost it's almost like she's she walks out. She takes that long look at Rocky. Then she looks back at the house, and it's almost like a foreshadowing of like the, the house is like her. Uh, what's the word I used when I was? Uh, it's like her safety zone. It's like where she feels comfortable. Where she's been hanging around like a spider. Um, it's, it's what makes her comfortable, right? So here's a situation. She's, she looks at Rocky. She looks back at the house. It's kind of like her, her life's about to change. Like everything's about to be different. And she's given that one last glance at like her safety zone. Almost like like that part of me is over now and I'm moving on to, to this new part. It's going to change. I mean, she doesn't know that yet. It's a little foreshadowing. But mm-hmm. I, I, it's just, just a little something else to think about. I'm not saying that. But it's just, yeah. just kind of giving that last glance like, oh, like that's 
I'm breaking free of that. I'm not going to be that person anymore. I'm going to go on this date and try to be someone new, try to get over this. Not that she was looking for a last last chance to ditch him. Uh, dude, she was pretty confident coming out of the bedroom. I think she's ready for this date. I All right. She has maybe a little hesitation, but I think ultimately she's ready to go here. Okay. Ah, so we get to the ice rink. Uh, looks kind of quiet. <laughs> I have a question real quick, though, as we're leading up to the ice rink. Um, there's a sign on the window that says, Spectators, $2. Mm-hmm. It costs $2 to watch a bunch of amateurs ice skate. <laughs> they probably have hockey games there, too. But it doesn't say for yeah. hockey games. So if you were just went there on a random night, it would cost you $2 to sit there and watch people fall down and, and, <laughs> and just amateur ice skate. That seems a bit uh, hefty. They probably don't want people come, trying to come in out of the cold and just yeah, skate. Yeah, yeah. Right, good point. All right. So the whole have a lot of bums hanging around in there. <laughs> well, based on how the attendant says, like you know, I don't, I don't need you standing there or something like that. Yeah. Like, please, you know, don't come in and just stand there. Right, or something do me like a that. favor and get out of here, or whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, she points out that she thinks it's closed, and Rocky says, "I think maybe we're just early. <laughs> it's it's already dark out." <laughs> like, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, and it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, how are you early? What are you early for? I love the exchange between, I think it's closed. Oh, no, it's not closed. And then the guy's like, we're closed. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't even um, he doesn't even hesitate that it might be closed for a second. Like, in yeah. Rocky's mind, like, we're going skating. Uh, mm-hmm. We're skating tonight. Like, this is happening. He doesn't even, it doesn't even hesitate for a second. Yeah, he's going to smooth this guy out. So I wonder, does she know his reputation? Um, like, I, I kind of suspect that she does. Um, seems mm-hmm. like a... It seems like a small town in this, you know, big city that they're in. Um, so she's probably heard rumors of what he does for Mr. Gazzo. Right. And, uh, I imagine she just thinks the worst when when he says that I'm going to smooth this guy out. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's, you know, it's no surprise that she wants to go somewhere else rather than have that uh, confrontation. I wondered if, if the skating attendant knew his reputation, but he, he really doesn't. He doesn't, yeah. doesn't. He doesn't say anything. Like everybody Rocky meets in his life, always seems to know him. They always call him Rock. The yeah. Lieutenant doesn't have any. No. Doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care who he is. He just wants him out. Um, to run the Zamboni. This date scene was originally written to take place in a restaurant. The director John Allison said, "No way." He said two people talking across a table in a restaurant would be a disaster. So he suggested something like bowling, and then you know they came to ice skating. And as it as it was written, this scene was one of the most expensive in the movie because uh, there was supposed to be two hundred extras. There's supposed to be some uh, like an ice skating instructor who who gets a little mouthy with Rocky and Adrian, and Rocky has words with the guy. Um, but because it was so expensive, the producers the tr- the producers tried to move it back to the restaurant scene. But Avilton, like he fought to have it in the ice skating rink, and. You know, being that this was one of the later scenes that was filmed in the movie too, and the, the studio was basically out of money at this point, so they, the way they designed it, where it was just them in a closed arena, was was like just a, a money saving tactic. I think it works. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, yeah, it's a good idea just to use a place that um, I assume is just closed. So it's like uh, reminds me of some of Kevin Smith's tactics mm-hmm. of shooting in places when it's closed. Like I know mall rats, they film the daytime mall stuff like overnight when the mall's closed so it's yeah you know, anyone in there is just extras but Definitely. yeah just makes total total sense clerks too he um he worked in that store so he would work during the day yeah. and then when it closed at night he would film the, the movie right but also um the other thing just going off on the extras part there was also in the um the documentary 
uh, King of the Underdogs mm-hmm. um, with John Avelson. He says in there that uh, after they decided that they didn't have the money for the extras or whatever, they talked about going to a real skating rink in Philadelphia and filming it. And he said his quote was, it, it would be populated with free extras. <laughs> just do it. But um, the Teamsters Union got onto their plan and, and had anticipated they were going to do that. So they had to pick up and go to Los Angeles and film the scenes at a, at an ice rink in Los Angeles. 500 Broadway in Santa Monica, California. Yeah. Yep. The Ice Capade Chalet. Yeah, there you go. And uh, pretty much the only thing they made for it to feel like Philadelphia was that banner that says, what is it saying in the back? Philadelphia. The Blades. Blades, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so the rink attendant yells out to them that they're closed. Rocky tells Adrian that he's going to smooth this guy out. <laughs> Uh, she suggests they go somewhere else, not to be, a, you know, I don't want to be a pain. Rocky says it's okay. So he follows this with one of the dumbest lines. This, <laughs> are, dumbest, I think, is a great line. This, are you close to the general public, or are you just close to everybody? <laughs> you mean the general public? Is that like him saying, do you know who I am, or who I work for, is he trying to use his reputation just to open some doors, things like that? Or, you know, is he just trying to have some bravado in front of his, his date? Yeah, that's. I think that's mostly what it is. Yeah. Because he, well, we'll find out in the next couple of minutes that he indirectly humiliates her to get the, the guy to open up the ring for that. <laughs> uh, but, but it's almost like the way that Rocky, as, as we've seen him go through where everybody knows who he is, everywhere he goes, like it was just going to be, for a second, he'd be like, it would just be an easy, he'd walk in and the ring of 10 be like, hey, Rock, what's up? You know, mm-hmm. hey, can I get some ice time? Yeah, sure, no problem, because he knows him and would give him the ice time and it wouldn't be an issue, but apparently he doesn't know him, so he's got to... Nope. But the, the general public or everybody? He very poignantly points out... He very poignantly, poignantly points out that it's Thanksgiving and it's after 6 o'clock and that's why no one's there. Makes sense. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, How about back in the 70s when you can smoke indoors, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I thought about that as he's walking around with the uh, cigarette coming in. Yeah, Blowing smoke in a guy's face when he's talking (laughs) to him. Everyone's face, yeah. (laughs) But who, uh, the guy, when he says, like, oh, it's Thanksgiving, 6 o'clock, it's over close. Like, who who would be able to eat Thanksgiving dinner and then go ice skating? I can barely make it from the table to the couch the rest of the night. (laughs) So imagine, like, an ice skating rink would not be a... You know, a very uh, popular choice on yeah. Thanksgiving if you've had all your turkey and stuffing. <laughs> yeah. What frustrates me so much is that this is Thanksgiving, you know, night. Why wasn't there a plan here? Like, you know, she her plan was to make dinner for her and Paul, Polly, mm-hmm. and Polly decides, no, you're coming over to take her out because at first he says you you want to come over for dinner. Yeah. And then when they get there, it's like Polly decides, no, you guys are going out. Like, right, he's throwing it's around. It's just really weird. It's so frustrating that you know they have to come up with these plans, you know, on the fly. And I'm sure Rocky. I mean, Mr. Gazzo gives him some money, so we know he's got a little bit of money to take her out for dinner or whatever. But right, uh, it, it would make me really uncomfortable to have to just come up with this date on the fly have to do something that's nearly free you know and, and it's thanksgiving so nothing's going to be open <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so your your options are really limited here yeah come on to the movies Movie, yeah movies are open thanksgiving it's got 50 bucks 
50 bucks yeah. to spend. So the guy says, this is what he says, Travis. And besides, you ain't supposed to be in here, so do me a favor and not stay here. Oh, okay. Uh, Rocky asked him to do do him a favor. And the guy's like, you know, like give me a break already. <laughs> what, what else can I say? Uh, this is George Mamoli. Memoli? Mamoli? Mamoli, probably. Mean Streets was his was his big um his big mean credit. Streets. Mean Streets, a Robert De Niro film from nineteen seventy three. I read that he uh he had an accident and in the farmer in nineteen seventy seven and because of that he wasn't able to do uh he was supposed to be the disturbed passenger in Taxi Driver that what Scorsese ended up yeah, Scorsese ended up playing, but that was supposed to be this guy. So oh, no kidding. Oh wow. Yeah. He left us in 1985. Yeah. So pour one out for Pretty. George Mamoli. I kind of feel for him, though, because it's... Think about it, if you were running an ice skating rink on Thanksgiving, and it was 6 o'clock, and you were closing up, and you just wanted to finish up your work and, and get the hell out of here, and here comes this guy, like, wants to skate at Thanksgiving night at 6 o'clock. Yeah, because this guy's family is probably, like, waiting for Dad to get home. Right. <laughs> yeah. This turkey on the table is getting cold. The, the yeah, but he's going to come home with you know ten extra bucks in his pocket. Yeah, so I guess I guess we we don't know that yet. So sorry. Um, I, there's this really subtle thing in this uh, in this minute. It's you know essentially once they walk in the door of the ice rink, it's one solid take with no cuts, and it just slowly moves kind of with them as they you know walk. And then there's the dialogue exchange. Mm-hmm. And then as the attendant is walking towards the camera, the camera's slowly like uh, zooming in yeah. closer and closer. And then it does that move where you kind of go from eye level to going lower. So you're kind of eye level then with the uh, ice rink attendant. Right. Uh, so you're real close on just Rocky and the attendant. And the camera actually like moves past uh, Adrian. So it's like you're – as the audience, we're – we're leaving her behind because you know we don't know if she hears their conversation later. But um, we hope not. <laughs> really nice. Yeah, hope not. But it's just really nice, subtle camera movement that you don't really notice that there aren't any cuts to. You know, I love those one shots. They have a few of those yeah. those long long takes. So yeah. Rocky, um, <laughs> Rocky's way of getting uh, the ice rink attendant to open the rink for them. Uh, he says. That this girl ain't feeling well. The doctors say she should go out and exercise more, and ice skating is the best thing. Are you in the next minute? No. It's the end of this one. Yeah, because it ends with him asking for a favor. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, he says, you, the guy says, what do you want from me? He says, I want you to do me a favor. He goes yeah, into it more next minute. but Right, right, yeah, okay. You oh, know. I'm sorry. <laughs> when he actually says, well, we'll get there. But, yeah, don't give it away now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give away all our material. Right. All right. Well, that's the end of the minute. Yep. That's all I got. Yeah, I blew through my notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These dialogue-heavy minutes are, are like that. Yeah. So what's your, your general feelings about Rocky? Like your background, how'd you come up with it? Okay. Um, definitely as a kid, I saw bits and pieces of Rocky Four. Seems like Rocky Four, Superman Four, and Star Trek Four all seem to be on TV all the time when I was a kid. So... I don't know why those four movies or three, three movies. Um, so I definitely saw that one the most, at, you know, as a kid. But then within the last year or two, I just decided, you know, I need to I need to watch the Rocky franchise. So I just rented them all from the library and uh, really enjoyed going through them all. 
um, got to yeah the end and finally saw uh, uh, Rocky Balboa and Creed and yeah I, I yeah. really dig dig the franchise so excellent man now we're happy that you're able to come on this week yeah right on you do a real comic heroes uh, show about Rocky is he a real comic uh, hero um no we we haven't done any sport movies or yeah, yeah. I say uh, yeah. somebody writes a comic about Rocky and then you could do it yeah there you go all right <laughs> I'll get I'll get right on that. <laughs> yeah, let me know when you're done. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, why don't you remind the fans once again where they can find you? Sure. You can find us on Twitter at Real Comic Heroes. Excellent. And us, you can find us on Twitter at Rocky Minute. Uh, you can join our Facebook listeners group, Mighty Mix. You can find us on DuelingGenre.com with us and a bunch of other podcasts. Uh, and Or you can email us at RockyMinute at gmail.com. All right. Why don't you stop by iTunes and leave a review on the show if you're enjoying it, not enjoying it. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Hopefully enough to leave a five-star review. All right. Come back tomorrow and we'll continue this awkward date on the next Rocky Minute.